Good morning and welcome to Newsdesk here on the Joy News Channel. We're live around the world on myjoyonline.com and also on DSTV Channel 421 as well as GoTV Channel 125. Coming up in this edition, Tinguri and Bani residents raise fears of intense water and food crisis after a dam collapsed in the northeast region due to recent flooding. Also, some residents of Pung, Barrier, and Michelle Camp demonstrate against the poor state of a major route linking the two communities. We are live in, on the stretch to gauge the concerns. And also, Ada identified, um, that's Ada identified as primary center for child trafficking in Ghana by a human rights NGO. We have details. We also have, we have details of these stories plus business and uh, more all in this hour. Stay with us for more. Now, residents of Tinguri and Bani in the West Mamprusi municipality of the Northeast region have raised concerns about a possible water and food crisis following the collapse of a dam in the communities. The dam, which had served as their reliable source of water, broke its bank as a result of hours of torrential rainfall last week Wednesday. The chief of the community says the collapse of the dam is likely to cause water and food shortages and has thus called for its speedy reconstruction. Addressing a delegation led by the Member of Parliament, the community's Assemblyman Bugzua Idrisu blamed the lack of attention by the Municipal Assembly authorities for the collapse of the dam. Correspondent Elias Utanko was in that meeting and joins us live with more. Eliasu, uh, how significant is this dam to the livelihood of the people? Yeah, I want to find out from you, um, you know, how significant this dam is to the livelihood of the people in the area. Well, uh, in fact, uh, it's been the only source of uh, uh, water for the people in this particular area. And it's very important, in particular, during the dry season. And um, Last year, we were in this particular community when they faced some serious water challenges. And uh, it was this dam that uh, they were relying on uh, for consumption and other farming activities. And so uh, they are saying that the collapse of the dam uh, would affect uh, their lives and livelihood in, that, in, the, in, in, in these communities. Mm. Now, how have been, you know, have they been assessing portable water since the dam broke its banks? Well, there are uh, a few uh, well, water facilities in the, uh, in the community that uh, these facilities are, are not functioning uh, during the dry season. And so uh, in these uh, times, uh, these are, uh, the, the only source of water is the dam. And so, for now, uh, they are using uh, the few water facilities that are in the community, but uh, they are raising the concern uh, because they want the dam to be reconstructed, as they say that uh, if it is not constructed, they are likely to face water 
and food shortages. So, so, so repeat this for me. Um, now that the dam has broken bands, how are they getting portable water to drink and, and to cook? Well, like I said, there are some uh, boreholes okay. uh, in this particular community. Uh, except that during the dry season, the water level is very difficult to assess. And so these uh, boreholes are, are not functioning uh, in this particular period. Mm. Now, now the, the people were blaming the municipal assembly or the assembly there for uh, the lack of maintenance of the dam. What has the assembly been doing about this situation as well? Well, according to the assemblyman of the community, they uh, observed some defects around the, the dam, and on several occasions they have raised the issue with the municipal assembly, including uh, during the meetings of the uh, municipal assembly, but according to the assemblyman, uh, they, uh, these particular concerns were not addressed. And he believed uh, the reason why the dam collapsed, the municipal assembly also acknowledged uh, that uh, complaints have been filed about this particular dam, but the MC speaking uh, also uh, raised concern about the lack of resources and the limited resources at the assembly. Uh, as the reason uh, they couldn't uh, uh, fix this particular problem. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, the 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 the, uh, um, the assembly acknowledges that indeed uh, they, they were concerns about, that have been filed at the assembly, but were not uh, addressed. Mm -hmm. Now we knew that because of this situation, they were cut off. Uh, how are they crossing from one end to the other? Well, uh, on Thursday, uh, the Deputy Minister for Rules, uh, Stephen Jalula, uh, was in the region with some other uh, members of uh, the uh, Highways Authority. And uh, currently, there are two contractors deployed on this particular stretch of the road. Uh, for now, they have managed to uh, close uh, the deep gutters and uh, have partially open traffic. And so they are uh, some kind of movement ongoing on this particular stretch. Mm. And we understand that they are going to um, build a temporary bridge, a steel bridge, and so that it can allow uh, commuters to move from one end uh, to another. Mm. And, and they will now prepare to uh, construct uh, the road or the build to build the bridge uh, uh, in, in subsequent days to come. Mm. So, so as, as, as it is now, how are people able to cross? Do they, I mean, try walking through the water, or how do they do it? Well, I'm saying that they are contracted currently on the road, and they have been able to fix a portion of the collapsed bridge, and okay. that has uh, okay. opened uh, 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 the way for people to, to travel. Okay. Uh, and, and so because of the construction ongoing, there have been some... Uh, space for people to to use that particular route. Okay, all right. I'm grateful to you. Uh, uh, so that's uh, our man there, Elias Utanko. Now to other stories now. And the Water Revival Foundation, an NGO that specializes in human rights and combating child trafficking, has identified Adan as a primary center for child trafficking in Ghana. This was made known during a day's workshop organized for stakeholders in the Adan East Municipality. The workshop aimed to raise awareness about the escalating child trafficking cases 
in the area. And join us as Elvis Washington provides more details in the following report. Have developed new methods for trafficking children, prompting the need to educate stakeholders about these trends for better vigilance, as explained by the Volta Revival Foundation. The traffickers now promises their targets opportunities such as apprenticeship, education, exposure to urban life, and more. Julius Odoy Amesimeku, the country manager of the Volta Revival Foundation, an NGO focused on curbing child trafficking, outlined strategies to counter this issue, noting that Adan has become a hotspot for child trafficking in recent times. We've realized, we've been working with uh, the communities of Adan for some time, and it's out of the fact that Adan has been described as a hotbed for child trafficking and child labor. So we decided to uh, put together this particular meeting um, with support from IGM so that we can bring the various stakeholders in child protection together. So we brought um, the chiefs, we brought the DCE, the MP, and then the assembly members together. We wanted to deliberate on some of the measures that we need to take to ensure that we protect children. And we said um, the child protection network or net in Ghana is very weak and that of Adan is very, very weak. So we wanted to bring this group of people or stakeholders together to talk and also plan for the way forward so that we all know the rules that we need to play in protecting children. We believe that um, the children are our future leaders and we need not allow children to just grow in any um, environment, but they need to be protected and guided even as they grow to become our future leaders. However, Comfordoyo Gansa, the member of parliament for the Adan East constituency, who was present at the stakeholder engagement, offered a different perspective. At uh, for the child labor issue, the negative aspects, I don't support it. Because some of them, they send them and they work like horse just because parents have been given money so you have to go and work like a horse and their future is at stake so those ones i don't support them but those who have genuine case that i'm going to fishing and i'm learning how to fish future i want to be a fisherman let's allow it we should be careful with the way we ourselves label our culture. We should be careful because we have we are training our children now to leave our culture behind and embrace the Eastern culture. And it's not happiness. That's what has brought this whole lot of unemployment. Attendees present at the stakeholder engagement praise the efforts of NGOs in the endeavors to combat the challenge. At first, it's, it's, it's on the ascendancy. Now, uh, it's coming down because of the educations that uh, we are having from organizations like uh, IGM, SOS, and other uh, challenging heights, and other uh, uh, NGOs. So it's coming down. I think our problem has to do with education, and that is what we are having now. A lot of parents are around the coastal areas uh, who don't know the importance of 
uh, education because they have not been to school themselves. So uh, my advice to uh, those parents is like uh, they should encourage, though they have been, they have not get access to education, but they should encourage their children in all means or by all means for them to get their education because it's very important. Like in our lives that we need to force our children to get the education that they want. The one-day stakeholder meeting brought together community leaders, assembly members, community residents, opinion leaders, and the member of parliament for the Adar constituency. For the Bay News, my name is Elvis Washington. Now, commercial drivers who apply on barrier to Michelle Camp and Saki Bediakon Road in the Katamansu municipality of the Greater Accra region are on a sit-down strike to protest the deplorable state of roads in the enclave. Now, according to them, until they see a contractor on the road, they are not returning to work. Some of them have been speaking with John News this morning. Driver, and we see this place all the time. Our roads here are very bad. They are very, very bad. And we fall on the authority for a series of times. Series of times. All they say is the road has been awarded to a contractor. We can't remember about a year or a, a year or two. Uh, they came here to cut a sword that this road will be constructed very soon. And uh, we don't know when soon is, is, is that road going to be constructed. Because it's quite over two years now. And we still keep on suffering. Recently, this what triggers this sit-down strike is recently we saw a video going viral that our MP asked questions about our road, and then the road minister told him that the uh, the government has no plan for Katamansu roads and other road, uh, the roads that they he mentioned of. So meanwhile, then we got to know that the assembly, they are deceivers. Meanwhile, every each and every day they come there to collect tolls. The drivers are being paid tolls every day, ticket two two cities, and they have something called routine levy fee, of which every month they come to collect from the various stations. 400 cities. All those men, where does it go to? Go to. We bet the same road where did that the people using the asphalted road. That is the same road where did that we also pay. The same insurance they cut, that is the same road insurance that we also pay for. What is our crime? Pregnant women are suffering on the road. When it's rainfall, you cannot use this road. A road, is, well, a road of about just five minutes or ten minutes drive. You can spend about 30 minutes to 40 minutes on the road. What is our crime? Now, some commuters have also been expressing concerns over the state of roads in the area. I just came to the roadside about an hour ago trying to get um, a cab to work. But it looks as though the road has been blocked due to um, what you, you, you can see. Due to what you can see here. The road is in a very, very, very bad shape. As such, the drivers here are on demonstration and do not want any other driver to use the road. That's why we are all stranded here looking for vehicles to travel to our workplaces. It's very, it's very disappointing because I'm working with local roofing system. I'm saying at home, I have to take car from Barrier to Michelle Campgate. And this morning, this is what I've, I've met. And the fact is, it's very bad. When you go to from Barrier, what happened? There was no taxi over there. All the passengers are. Uh, I, 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 I can't even describe it. We are all wondering what is happening. 
So we have to just start working. So as you have seen me here, I've walked from uh, barrier to this very place. Now the assemblyman for the Mlechako electoral area, Isaac Newton Tete, had this to say. decided to pose a question to the Minister of Roads and Highways concerning this particular road. Because that's where I thought we can get uh, concrete information. And so somewhere last two weeks, the Minister came to Parliament and answered questions on this road. And we were not happy, or I partic I'm, I'm particularly not happy with the answers that he gave. Uh, according to the minister, they don't have any program for this road as a ministry. So I quickly called the assembly to inform them what has just happened or what I read in the morning. And the assembly even sent me the documents indicating that this road has been awarded. And I had the opportunity to ask a follow-up question to the minister. That this is my church at the assembly. This is what the assembly is also saying, that they have uh, contracts on this particular road. So if he's also saying that there's nothing on their records, then how are we going to reconcile the two positions? But the minister, the only thing he could say was that, as for him... All he knows is that they don't have this particular road on their database to indicate that it has been awarded. To add to this, it's also saying that uh, they can only consider this road in the 2024 budget. And as you can see, this road needs urgent attention. So the minister cannot push us to 2024 budget. So what is your word to the minister? My word to the minister is that they should come and do something on this road. We know that the road has been awarded according to the documents that we have. And so they should release the needed funds to the contractor so that the contractor can move to sites. So that's uh, the MP of the area, Joseph Akwete Tete, there. Uh, let's now listen to the Assemblyman for Mlechako Electoral Area, Isaac Newton Tete. The road that connects the N1 and the N2, uh, it's about 3.8 kilometers stretch of road uh, from the Kumbaria down to the uh, uh, Adum Herbal Clinic. And for some time now, authorities have told us that yes, indeed, the road has been awarded on the contract. But it appears that the video that uh, emerged on social media some few weeks ago, it appears government has no plan for, for this road. So it means that leadership have been deceiving the residents all this while. And this is what has angered the resident to stand up now. As I tell you now, we are planning. The next one will be mega than this one. So it appears that yeah, it means that we have to take the, our destiny into our own hands and ensure that we do our own things. Look, uh, last time I fired a question at the assembly, uh, calling on the, on the MP to come and tell us his plans for the uh, rules as a, a representative of the community in uh, uh, the parliament and he couldn't come but then from then i saw that he asked a, a, a question at parliament uh, telling or requesting the road minister to tell us 
what are their plans and that's where we got to know that indeed the government has no plan on this our uh, stretch of road so the situation has angered uh, the resident as i speak to you now many or hundreds of them today walked on their foot to their various uh, i mean workplaces and it appears that uh, if you are not careful uh, this will continue for a very long time because we are really really angered with the decision or the uh, comment made by the road minister and that's why today the, the drivers are on citizen strike to ensure that they also register their displeasure with the state of the road. My colleague Carlos Caloni is uh, our man on the beat and he's joining us via phone with more. Carlos, what more can you tell us? All right, so Brace, um, as the picture has been painted, I can tell you um, a number of drivers as well as stranded uh, passengers are currently here at the Bediapu Junction, which is mm. part of the Bombaria to Mr. Camp Road. Now, let's put this road into perspective. It's just about 3.5, 3.7 kilometers long, and the stretch is terrible. I mean, uh, a journey that could take averagely five minutes. The drivers are telling us they are using about 30 minutes. Mm. But their concern actually is not about this particular road. This road is part of it, and another road from Bediaku Junction to Bediaku itself, okay. which is just about three kilometers. And also from Bediaku to Bitley Junction, which is less than two kilometers, as well as yellow signboard to uh, high tension, which is also roughly about 3.5 kilometers. All these roads put together make the enclave, and the drivers who fly these roads are raising this concern uh, that they have been neglected. And I can tell you for a fact that they, they, their anger is due to uh, uh, a supported uh, re, uh, response given by the Minister of Roads, uh, Honorable Amakuata, to their MP, uh, claiming that this road is not part of their plans at all. So that is the situation on the ground bridge. Wow. Um, so I, I, the driver said that they, they are not going to work. Are they still on a sit-down strike or they are trying to soften their stance a bit? And, yes. and, and how are workers getting access to, to work? All right, so uh, workers uh, are actually stranded. I mean, I, I saw uh, a number of people who mm. had to walk. I spoke with a number of them. Somebody had to walk all the way from Kumbaria to, uh, uh, what's the name, Baby uh, Akutanshin here, which is uh, over a kilometer. And I saw a pregnant woman with, with a baby also uh, using that same distance. So uh, the uh, commuters uh, have been affected badly. The drivers mm. themselves are saying that they know that this is actually going to have some impact on their income, but they, they, they remain resolute to ensure that they get the attention of government to actually uh, come to this road. And so I have with me here the chairman uh, of the Pombaria taxi. I'm, I'm grateful to you, but Carlos, uh, I, we, we need to move on to other stories now. Carlos Caloni is our reporter on the beat for us. Now, let's return to our earlier story about not the bridge collapse in northeast region due to the um, over flooding or the, the a dam there breaking its banks. Yidana Zakari Yakobu is a Savannah Regional Minister and he joins us live now with more grateful to you, Honorable, for joining us here. Now, before we talk about the fears of the people, what's the state of work on the temporary steel bridge, steel bridge uh, being constructed to connect communities that have been cut off? Let me quickly correct this. Okay, okay. Mm. Yes, I, I told you what they did was to store with the successful people. But the Charlie Bridge told you it's going to be a 
Hello, Honorable. Kindly reposition yourself a bit for us so we can really follow what um, you're telling us. Mm. Can you hear? Yes, let's try. Um, honorable, we're having difficulties with your line. It keeps breaking. Um, so if, if we'll try and, and get back to you so we can have, um, a, you know, a good feed. But the, the story is that um, a, a dam in the northeast region broke its bank and flooded the road there, uh, destroying the bridge connecting communities in there. Last Thursday, the Deputy Minister for Roads and Highways, uh, Jal Honorable Jalula, led a team of engineers to assess the situation. We understand uh, a steel bridge will be constructed for them and want to find out from the, um, the Savannah Regional Minister what the update on that particular bridge is. We'll be getting him uh, very soon so that we can bring you that update. But in the meantime, though, as part of efforts aimed at increasing farmers' productivity and efficiency and to boost the cashew trade by improving harvest and post-harvest techniques, farmer groups across four Ghanaian regions have been supported with in-kind grant equipment to support in implementing specific activities that feed into improving farmer yield. Country representative for the West Africa Pro Cashew Project, Eric Hieno, says the move is to complement the government's efforts towards improving cashew production across the country. Anna Sabit has more in this report. Cashew nut production has increased fourfold across the continent since the year 2000. In Ghana, a number of social, economic and political circumstances have enabled spectacular expansion of the sector. However, local farmers in the industry are being faced with several challenges. Key amongst them is the unavailability of appropriate equipments and machines to aid the work of these farmers before, during and after harvest. To help address this, the Cultivating New Frontiers in Agriculture is implementing its five-year USDA West Africa Pro-Cashew Development Program in the West African cashew sector. Country representative of the CNFA Pro-Cashew Project, Eric Hieno Botil, says the project aims at increasing farmers' productivity and efficiency. In complementing the effort of the Ghana government, the United States Department of Agriculture, with the Cultivating New Frontiers Agriculture, and the Pro-Cashew Project are supporting the Ghana government to improve cashew production in the country. We all know the state will not be able to do everything on its own and at least we need to complement the efforts of the state and so we are, support, we are trying to increase cashew production and also increase yield and improve quality. As part of the project's implementation strategy, in-kind grants are today being awarded to four grantees to support in implementing specific activities that feed into achieving the project's overall goal. We have what called the in-kind grants we are giving to other partners at income grant support. And these grants, activities, or tools are going to be used to complement the activities of the CNFA Procashi project in the country. And so today, this ceremony we are having today is to usher the tools to these grantees and to make it officially 
and to make everybody aware that these grantees have received these tools and they are going to use it to complement the effort of the Prokashi project and to also boost cashew production in Ghana. These beneficiaries include CropLife Ghana, Henry 86 Enterprise, Volta Cashew and the Kintampo Cooperative Cashew Farming and Marketing Society Limited. Coordinator for CropLife Ghana, Eric Abuaji, says the grant will help improve the group's production across the area. This in-kind contribution is going to help us achieve our aim in promoting agriculture. So with this equipment, we are still going to give these farmers additional trainings on how to use them and maintain them. And then we are also going to monitor the work that they are going to do uh, to achieve the project objectives. For the chairman of the Kintampo Cooperative Cashew Farming and Marketing Society, Emmanuel Banyu Okra, the items received would help the farmers in the maintenance of their farms. A move, he said, would help improve yield. Uh, it will help us a lot. It will go a headway to help us. For thousand and one other farmers, uh, maintenance of their farms is a problem, especially this season. The uh, cost of getting herbicide and other things like pesticide, spraying and other things. Individually, we can't afford to get this machinery. So this one has come at the right time to elevate that kind of hardships and problem on us. Municipal Chief Executive for Wenchi Alexander Obo Damon noted that the pro-cashew project has over the years helped in the improvement of cashew production across the municipality. I wish to say that through the tireless efforts of the pro-cashew program, we have witnessed a tangible impact on our local communities. 13,320 improved cashew seedlings has been distributed to 333 farmers, indicating the promise of higher use and improved quality raw cashew nuts. The items donated to this group include chainsaws, pruners, snapsack sprayers, mist blowers, tricycles, motorbikes, amongst others. Anna Sabit, Joy News, Wenchi. Now, Ghana needs 150,000 metric tons of onion production to fill the consumption gap. The situation in Niger has become a source of worry to onion traders who are complaining of locked-up supplies in Niger. Speaking on the AM show, agronomist at the University of Cape Coast, Dr. Kwadiokusi Amwa says Ghana ought to learn from neighboring countries to fill this gap. Consumption is about 250,000 metric tons, but we are producing only about 150,000. So we need about 100,000 metric tons to fill this gap. Okay. And how do we do that? We need to find out what Niger, Nigeria, and other countries in Ghana, sorry, in Africa, are doing. For example, Egypt is able to do about 60 tons per hectare. Mm. But we are only doing about 18 to 20. Okay. So what are they doing that we are not doing agronomically? Mm. Number one, are we thinking about irrigating our crops? If we say we are doing all year round, do we have the capacity to, 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 to do so? If the little land we have, we are not doing things that we are supposed to do, we cannot get the onions all year round. For example, there are some varieties Niger is using, Nigeria is using, that we are not using. So we need to set up and say, okay, from the input to the post-harvest handling, what do we need to do? 
it is not just like uh, we need uh, all year round production. What exactly we are going to put in the production is very, very, very uh, critical. Mm. So, um, for example, let me just bring in another commodity. We are importing tomato from Burkina Faso. Yeah. What is Burkina Faso doing that we cannot do? Mm. Is it the seeds, mm -hmm. the varieties? Is it um, the, the, the spacing? Is it that they are irrigating? So there, there, there are so many issues that we need to look at. I believe strongly that if we improve our agronomic practices, mm -hmm. with the electoral land or the things we are even doing now, we can do more. In other stories, the Techima Municipal Assembly and traditional leaders in the Bono East region have recognized the exploit of one of their own, Ellen White Opoku. Ellen was one of the awardees of the Just and the Joy News Impact Awards uh, held on June 23, 2023. She was among the 10 shortlisted individuals from 500 nominees across the nation who made the cut. On July 12, 2023, at the Nana Hanswahenes Palace, the Tetiman Traditional Council, the GES, opinion leaders from across the region, including top security officials, gathered to celebrate the woman's exploits at Adeba. There's more in the following report filed by Anas Sabet. It was a night of historic wins at the maiden edition of the Joy Impact Makers Awards held at the Labadi Beach Hotel in Accra. Ellen White Opoku walked up the stage with her head held high in a sense of pride, having been one of 10 selfless individuals amongst about 500 entries, adjudged to have made impactful differences towards the advancement of their communities. She was specifically recognized for her strong advocacy for girl and boy child education, ending sex and gender-based violence, and achieving the SDGs. Back home, Ellen's outstanding performance caught the attention of municipal and traditional authorities. The Techima Municipal Assembly, together with the Techima Traditional Council, teamed up to hold a befitting Deba to celebrate Ellen Opoku for raising high the image of the municipality and the region at large. Amidst drumming and dancing together with the dignitaries present, Ellen was ushered into the palace of the Bamuhini of the Techima Traditional Area. Here is the Municipal Director of Education, John Amisa, announcing to the gathering the purpose of the event. We have gathered here to present the award to Nanamums and the elders in the community and to celebrate the effort and works done by Madame White. I want to use the opportunity to congratulate her, her, her excellent performance in the Joy News Impact Award and one which, is the, which was the maiden event organized in Accra and also to wish her well in the work ahead. Municipal Chief Executive for Tichiman Benjamin Yaojaku eulogized the significant roles Ellen played in supporting girl child education within the municipality. I think that it is, she deserved a lot of applause. Mama, you might be a Akoso Ewo Tichiman, I have a FMA so Ellen has been very integral in every event involving girl child within the municipality. She's always there when invited or not. She was there to support the recent girls in ICT program. 
She volunteered also to seek for support to help our girls during the war to girls in schools. So far, I was actually not surprised when I was told she emerged as one of the pioneers in the recent he was, however, quick to disclose that Mrs. Ellen White Opoku has been chosen as one of a few members of the assembly to embark on a trip to the United States of America as part of a sister city program with its counterpart from the Alabama state. A few ways, sir, the minister assembly and the Tuscaloosa sister cities are more Alabama states. Ya young kufa, ye wa and nam so mabe paha. Ye sono ye yes nana yebe koho. Nana nano due to any opportunities to help in the municipality. I want to use this opportunity to announce to this academy and chosen to be amongst the delegation to the United States of America. Then came the moment where Ellen had to present the coveted award to the Nananum of the Teachman Traditional Council. Receiving the award on behalf of the council, Nana Apentin Fosu Jabo, Hans Rahene, and Bamuhin of the Teachman Traditional Council described Ellen's performance as outstanding and encouraged her to do more to help transform the community. <laughs> Let's all learn from every Impact your banner. I say, young players will be a film. Another Ellen, who was extremely thankful for the honor done her by the city authorities, noted that the recognition would help her do more to improve education as well as help achieve the Sustainable Development Goal 1 that focuses on eradicating poverty. <laughs> Any if these young ones are not being well catered for, we can never eradicate poverty in Ghana. If we don't show love and affection to the needy, we can never eradicate poverty if we don't sacrifice our time. Please. 
she was however quick to disclose that her office is instituting an award scheme for final year junior high school and senior high school girls to recognize and an outstanding performance. <laughs> Ellen was also presented with citations from dignitaries at the municipal, regional and national education offices while other individuals expressed their testimonies of how much work she has exhibited in impacting the community. of the Teachman Traditional Council, Nana Yeboah Eshiyama, on behalf of her colleagues, lauded Ellen for her exploits and charged parents to desist from accumulating material possessions at the expense of their world's education. I want to urge our mothers to stay away from accumulating material possessions and use the money to support our children's education. The Joy Impact Makers Awards recognize answered ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their communities shines the light on their selfless devotion to community and Ellen White Opogo has lived up to expectation. Anna Sabet, Joy News, Tichiman. Here in Accra, I am Samuel Kojo Brace. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alexa in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99.7 listen to joy fm Hits FM. 
Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later... Big night to Shania, special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mula, calls the shots, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. With four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star 946 hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. As most Reverend Peter Paul Akenge has stated that society is now plagued with issues of corruption, falsehood, dishonesty, misapplication of funds meant for others, stealing and indecency. He averred that bribery and corruption now appears to be legal in our society, which he said poses a threat to the normal values of the people. Speaking at the biennial conference of the Catholic Organization, for social and religious advancement, Bishop Peter Paul called uh, Christians not to despair, but stand up to restore the lost moral values. Join News' Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafik Salam reports from WA. Established in 1953, the St. John Mary Vianney Catholic Church, the spiritual nucleus of the Sudoku Catholic community, has achieved commendable progress over eight decades, making notable strides in education healthcare, and charitable missions. Addressing the congregation during the anniversary, the Auxiliary Bishop of Accra, Most Reverend John Cobran Louise, emphasized the urgent need to rejuvenate the youth's engagement within the church. What is happening is that some people are poaching the youth in senior high schools and in the tertiary schools. From the last but one census, was I think around the year 2010 we had about 13% across the country 13% of the population
Apologies there for the wrong insert. We'll take a break now. We'll be back with business. Stay with us. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused... oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alex in my bag alex what Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwan. Critics of the fast fashion industry are alluding to a business that is encouraging overconsumption and waste with an adverse impact on the environment. The trillion dollar industry is responsible for a percentage of the global negative environmental effects, including high levels of toxic chemicals and textile waste. Lava firms Mona Lisa Frimpon speaks with academia who say they are working to clean up the fashion industry and embrace secular economic principles. In the last decade, the fashion industry has doubled production, generating massive waste in the process. Less than 1% of waste collected is used to make new clothing. 
Others end up at landfill sites or get burned. These trends are not only damaging the environment, they are limiting the opportunities for the fashion industry to succeed in the long term. Lecturer at the Fashion and Textiles Department, KNUST, Eunice Ousuenchi, says the industry already misses out on monetary value from clothing being worn less and barely recycled. She was speaking at the 2023 edition of the KNUST Fashion Show in Kumase. Right from the point of uh, conceptualization, designing the garment and deciding what fabric to use, what to combine it with, for the particular purpose that you intended for, it should be able to serve that purpose and have longevity. So that is what I'm looking at. The, the, the new composites that are coming out would uh, 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 um, put into practice or implement in their designing, in their creation. So that we don't see much of fashion landing in the landfill side, people discarding fashion so quickly. And then that will also help us to, to save money for the consumer, to save the environment when it comes to the, the, the materials we are picking from the environment to create fashion. Globally, clothing consumption is predicted to rise by 2030. But there is more fashion designers can do to reduce the carbon fashion footprint. New designs can be made out of them. Eunice Oswenchi wants both fashion students and industry persons to incorporate a timeless style into designs. Even though we say fashion is revolutionary, fashion I mean, is driven by change, we want to create fashion that is also sustainable. Sustainable in the sense that the design itself lasts, I mean, has longevity. You can fall in love with a design for a really long time without discarding it. Secondly, the materials that you are choosing to create that particular uh, uh, design or that particular uh, fashion item or article should be one that can last. The decisions you make in the choice of design, the choice of fabrics you choose, the choice of materials you are using to design should all uh, cause the item to last. The responsiveness to timeless fashion designs coupled with textile waste recycling will position the industry as environmentally responsible. For Joy Business, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. Now, Angogo de Shanti Obwasi mine has reconstructed the dilapidated portions of the Obwasi Dunkwa Road with concrete uh, pavements. The road project is expected to facilitate efficient transportation for residents and businesses for economic boost. This is part of the company's 10-year social economic development plan for host communities. There's more in this report. The reconstructed 1.4-kilometer road leading to the Nshiasu community was worn out for several months, impeding smooth vehicular movement. The road is a major link connecting the Ashanti region from the Abuasi Township to the central and western regions. The road refurbishment is part of Anglogo Ashanti's commitment to improve critical infrastructure in its host communities. Municipal Chief Executive of Obwasi, Elijah Dansebona, indicated the original state of the road truncated easy access to the township. From these villages to the uh, district capital, it's far. So instead of going to Jakobu, Amante Central, they all come to Obwasi. So whenever, just as I said, pregnant women are being taken to the hospital and they get here, 
It was an eyesore. I wish you could, as at that time, come and then take a video of how bad this stretch was. So now that it has been paved, it has solved the problem. According to Senior Sustainability Manager of AGA Obwasi Mine, Emmanuel Beidou, the road project would not only boost economic activities, but enhance security. Whilst we look at investing in improving the infrastructure of our communities, we are also looking at what we can do to enhance the security of the people. We realize that the state of the road um, was very, very bad and that had a huge impact on the safety and security of the people. And so this is where we thought that since we have been working collaboratively with the Assembly and um, we have a commitment to support the development process of Oboase, we definitely have a role to play. Commuters and road users could not hide the excitement. Peter Bedu is a driver at Inshiasu Community. The road was really deplorable. We had challenges plying the stretch. We pleaded with AGA to reconstruct the road. We are glad we did. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bratskweko. That's it for this segment. The news returns after the break. HD, the new exciting football channel is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Premier Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, C. Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. Agrona HD Plus, the Feely Feely Experience. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. That'll be all for our bulletin for today. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. Uh, but just before we take a leave of you, we'll take you to Kumasi because the National uh, Youth Employment Agency is today launching 
its youth in apparel and textiles module. Um, uh, we understand that this is to empower the Ghanaian youth in that particular industry. So we're taking you over to uh, Kumasi now.